Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me okay? Yep, great. Um, my name is Nikki Cumpston, and I'm the Artistic Director of Tarnandi, and I'm also the Curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art here at the Art Gallery of South Australia. And alongside me is the beautiful Bernadette Clavins, who is the Project Manager for Tarnandi. And Bernadette and I have worked really closely on bringing this exhibition to life and to bring it into the gallery for you all to see. And so what we thought we'd do is an in conversation around how it came to be. So it's not, you know, something that is just straightforward. It's not, um, it's not a simple thing to bring together. And I thought it would be great for us to share some of those backstories and some of the ideas um, around how we came to display it in the way that we have. And I would also like to start by acknowledging that we're here on the lands of the Ghana people and to pay my deep respect to the Ghana elders who work very, very hard with the younger generations to bring them up to be the elders of the future and just to respect their ongoing connection and devotion to caring for country. So, well, welcome. Welcome and thank you for coming along today. <laughs> so what we thought, we'll start with, um, just as we walked into this room, there was the work of Jakungu Yunupingu. And Jakungu is an artist from northeast Arnhem Land. So her works are the really large scale boards that are on the back of this wall and the three bark paintings and the Lara Kitch. And Jakungu, so they're in the next room, so in the room that we walked past to get in here. And Jakungu is from northeast Arnhem Land and is one of seven sisters. And she's painting a story that relates to the seven sister um, story, which is a universal story across many different language groups of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, but also from around the world, because what it's talking about is um, Orion and Pallades, so the star constellation of Pallades and Orion, and there are many different elements that go along with those stories, and she's painting about the tears of the Jolpan, and the tears are referencing it's the change in season and it's talking about the fires that are lit to, in order to burn country. And if those, if those fires aren't lit at the right time, then the sisters' tears will come from that smoke from those fires. But she's also talking, there's elements of that story that relate to the travel between the different islands in Indonesia down into northeast Arnhem Land and the exchange, the cultural exchange that happened for hundreds of years between the Makassan people and the Yongle people of northeast Arnhem Land and other Aboriginal people across the top end of Australia, right across that northern coast. So really rich, deep stories. Uh, but there's an extended label on that work if you wanted to read a little bit more about that particular work. But what we thought is just tell you a little bit about the dynamics of bringing those works here and the really large scale work. And, and so Bernadette's going to elaborate on that element. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, so as Nikki introduced Jokinu Yunupingu's work, 
Um, there's a number of uh, paintings on bark and also Larrakitch made by Jakanu and then the large painting on board that's on the back wall there. So um, during this process, we were pulling in works from a number of collections, so people who own the works in their private collections. So we were very lucky and appreciative to have some of those works in Tarnandi. And so we looked at the layout and knew that we wanted Jakanu's work in Gallery 25 and be some of the first works that you saw as you kind of walked down the stairs. Um, and then in the last few months, as we were pulling the show together, we were re-approached by the Art Centre manager, um, Dave Wickens, and he let us know that there was a really large, beautiful painting that Jacquinu had done um, using some boards that had been used on the um, recreational centre floor for a, a dance project, and that Jacquinu had made this incredible painting. And he said, would you like to include it in Tarnandi? And we said, yes, please. And we just knew that it would work really beautifully as that, that key focus that pulls in the number of other works that Jacquinu had made. So it really became the kind of feature work to support the body of works that Jacquinu had in the exhibition. So um, to get the work down from Yakala to Darwin, so it was in a 350 kilo crate, so it wasn't a small undertaking to get it here. Unlike other paintings on canvas, it couldn't be rolled up and sent in a tube. It had to be built um, with a crate around it, put on the barge, and then sent on the road down to Adelaide. So it was a really big process, but I think it definitely paid off having that really beautiful feature work of Jacques and in the exhibition. So, yeah, it's always an interesting process once all those creative decisions are made that Nikki was working on closely with Jacques and you, um, to then physically getting the works here to the gallery is always a really interesting part of the project and really um, just physically getting works into the building is something our registrations team works so hard on. So it's always a really interesting part of working on the exhibitions. So we're really thrilled and I think you'll agree it's a real standout work um, by Jakangu. Um, in this room we have the works by artists from Inulak Arts and Craft, which is situated in Gumbalanya in Western Arnhem Land. And they, as you can see, have created this incredible film which shows the process of them collecting pandanus, which is the fibre that these baskets have been made from. And the pandanus um, is collected at a particular time of the year. And you can see in all of the different colours within these baskets, each of those colours comes from a different plant and a different plant source that has been collected. When the plant is at its prime and when it's absolutely ripe and ready for that colour to be extracted from it, and there are many different methods depending on the, the actual dye colour as to how it's processed. So these women have come to us with this idea of presenting this body of work. Gala Gunbulk is the name of the exhibition, of this display, and it means colour, it, it's, it's a celebration of colour. So colour country and how the colour comes from country and how it's processed and all of, all of the different steps involved and working along through intergenerational learning. So senior women wanted to make larger scale works so that they could really celebrate the colour within the actual sculptural forms. So taking it a little bit beyond the, the way that they would normally make their baskets 
to create more sculptural forms that celebrate the colour. Yeah, it was um, really lovely just seeing these works in person after being sent some really beautiful images of them, but seeing them in the round and really appreciating them as sculptural forms um, when previously they might have been positioned as, um, you know, craft objects, but really seeing them as the sculptural works that they are and that um, after a few conversations we had looking at them in the round and thinking of ways to display the baskets that really gave them that um, visitors an opportunity to to move around the works and really appreciate them. And um, yeah, it was just great to have the moving image work, the physical baskets themselves, and then this beautiful fabric banner made by Lorraine Namanyuk, um, which really maps out how the dyeing process works. Um, the film does a beautiful job of it too, but it's just lovely seeing this kind of stepping through of the women collecting the pandanus using these these hook tools to kind of gather pa the pandanus on the plants, um, picking them, then stripping the pandanus um, before uh, drying them out. And then kind of moving over to this stage where the ladies are um, boiling the pandanus in some uh, recycled flower tins that they use and crushing and dyeing the roots of the plants that they've collected at those ripe times in the season, like Nikki explained. So. Um, and then to achieve particular colours like the green, this amazing green tone in the baskets over here um, by adding ash into those mixes of the boiling water. Um, so there's berries and the pandanus itself and also the, the roots of the different plants um, harvested that create all these really individual colours that some can only be found in West Arnhem Land countries. So they're really unique to that that place and country. So, um, yeah, spend some time with the banner. It really does walk you through the process. It's a very generous project, really giving us a sense from start to finish of how these incredible works are made. And the footage, you know, takes you to that country. And throughout Tarnandi this year are a number of moving image components and it really felt to me as though you know, community and, and artists really wanted to include country in on the story because it's such a big part of the story. And so that's been, you know, wonderful for us to be taken to this incredible location and to have that chance to really be immersed in not only the works, but then also where the works have been created. Um, so there are a number of films in Tarnandi, as I mentioned, including artist portraits, where we've gone out onto country with filmmakers to create stories and share, you know, the, the artists themselves. And they're more poetic than just interview-style portraits and, they're, and in, like, interview-type, you know... Yeah, yeah they're, they're more about the process of making work. There's one with Janet Fieldhouse, and Janet's work is behind you all on that back wall. Um, and she is living in Cairns, but for the last year has been doing a residency at RMIT in Melbourne and making work in the ceramic studio there, working with other younger artists and giving them an opportunity to learn from her about her processes and how she makes work and the different ways that, the different types of clay that she uses, for example. And you can see in the first series of work, because of her I am, is um, some beautiful porcelain that she's carved little tiny portraits into, like little cameos, 
referencing not only her Torres Strait Islander family, but also her Chinese side of the family. And so the woven work, she's also woven those forms as well. And look closely at the work, because you can see there's all these little tiny cameos and um, you know little elements that tell you a deeper, richer um, dimension of the story. But then you've got on the far right is Little Sister Charm. And that form has been made with um, Feeney's clay. It's a really beautiful, rich um, textural clay. So quite different to the porcelain. And the woven form around her neck is a little basket that is to hold memory. So it's about, you know, holding, holding on to your own thoughts and ideas and memories and keeping them close. But that work is a small scale of a, a larger work which is in at the National Gallery of Australia in the Sculpture Garden. It's just been unveiled in the last few months. And Janet also has a, a sculptural work based on that same form that's also been commissioned but for the, the Australian Embassy in Washington, D.C. And it's just wonderful to think, you know, that, that that work is outside, it's on display as you drive past the Australian Embassy. Um, you can see Big Sister Charm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to say anything. Yeah, no, there's... Uh I guess it's just nice to know that at the time that artists are showing work in Tarnandi that they have so many other projects on the go and these are just a snapshot of these other public art projects or workshops or studies and all these other um, projects that they're working on and how they hold so much in one space and Janet's such a great example of, yeah, producing large-scale versions of Little Sister Charm and seeing it out in the world in a different form is really beautiful. So it's really exciting to see. But yes, you can watch her portrait under the staircase um, alongside of the other three portraits and there's another couple of films as well. But it's even worthwhile just coming through to see the films. If you, you know, It can be a bit overwhelming to look at absolutely everything, but that is one way that you can absorb you know, just little elements of, of stories and, and then go and look at the work and it'll mean a little bit more to you then. Yeah. Um, but then in the next room we have the works by men from Utopia region. So Utopia is about 140 kilometres northeast of Mbantua, Alice Springs, on the Plenty Highway. And the artists there haven't had an art centre until the last couple of years. So these are men um, artists who have worked on the project in there. There's motorbike Paddy Ngali. Motorbike got his name because he was an expert motorbike rider as a musterer, so he's been a stockman his whole life. He's now in his 80s and he created the three major paintings that you see in that room. And they're displaying different elements of the muster, so three different stages of the muster. There's a film as well with that body of work. And that project, the artists wanted to share with younger men who they, you know, who they are and, and their lives of, of working on the stations, walking cattle all the way from, from Mbantua, from Alice Springs, all the way up to Mount Isa, and, you know, that just their life. And so they did that by going back out onto some of the stations that they had previously worked on and sharing story with the, with the younger men that they were working with. There's some lovely words on the wall 
that helps, you know, take you in on that story and talks about, about those journeys and the length of those journeys. And that, so that's what we've done throughout the exhibition. Where possible, we've included quotes by the artists that gives you that sense and that idea of that's exactly their words and that's them sharing, um, sharing a, a, an aspect of, of the project yeah. for you to see. Yeah, definitely. And um, I guess another element of the Utopia Arts Project is those um, great sculptures on the, the wall um, in the next room and they're carved with chainsaws and then painted and they've just got so much life and rawness to them that we just loved playing with how they should be displayed and with all the projects in Tarnady, they're being made as we're developing the exhibition so they're still room for movement as artists are resolving their ideas in the works themselves. So that's always a really interesting part of developing the show and having those conversations and seeing where things are going. And we initially saw those works maybe sitting on a plinth and being in the round, but when they came together, we're like, oh, yes, they, they're all different sizes and heights and they might be best sitting on the wall um, with these great mounts that one of our um, talented install staff, Dan Schultz, developed for the show. So he, if you see any really discreet fittings throughout the gallery, Dan's probably made them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so finding a way to level out those sculptures, they each have their moment in an equal space on the wall, felt like the right decision in the end once we had them with us in the gallery. So it's all those little moments of decision making that's, yeah, always comes together in the end once you've got the works in the building with you. Yeah. And then in that same room is the work of Tiger Yaltanki. And Tiger is a Yankanjara artist from the South Australian Arnangu Pitanjara Yankanjara lands, lives in the community of Awancha, which is the same community where Vincent Namajira lives. So, of course, Vincent's exhibition is upstairs. And um, Tiger is an artist who expresses himself through through his work. He's a non-verbal person, so his language is really his art. And they're so dynamic, you know, looking at the older posters of ACDC, so he's reclaimed them, and then he's also created images of himself through self-portraits and made himself part of that same story. So it's like there's, you know, he's like a fan of... of ACDC and then we can be fans of him. <laughs> so, yeah, really powerful, really fun work and he was just so proud when he came for the opening. <laughs> Definitely. And I think that bedroom style poster hang of all the works is just feels so familiar. I think everyone can relate to having their favourite artist or band on the bedroom wall. So when I came in on the project, you explained that's what you kind of saw and I think, yeah, it works so beautifully with the vibrant paint and um, reproduced images and um, to help display such delicate works on paper that was another element of the installation and working with Art Lab who are a conservation team that we often um, speak to for advice and they assess works and how we can best protect them in exhibition environments so for these works to keep the works on paper raw without frames or behind glass um, we've or they developed some mylar tabs um, with some Japanese tissue paper fixed to the backs of the works temporarily. So everything they do is removable and archival. So um, they spent some time developing this hanging system for the works that we could keep them really fresh and close to the audience so you could really see the texture on them. So 
um, art lab are always working behind the scenes to, to help resolve those ideas. Yeah. And the works, as you walk from that room into the next space, there are four works on paper by Wally Wilfred, mm. and he's an artist from Nooka community, which is in the south-east Arnhem Land region, Lemon Bight, and he has um, painted these works using acrylic paints, but telling stories that are, that are actually, his works are about initiation processes. So there's two works that show the, a, a young boy painted up, so his body painted ready for initiation. And, but using, instead of using what would normally be used, earth pigments, he's used the bright acrylics. And so those works are quite sculptural mm -hmm. and they're also uh, tabbed so that we can hang them without framing as well. So you get that sense of them as a sculptural form. Yeah. Um, and then we go from there into the work of artists from Tunganjir artists in Central Australia, in Alice Springs, yeah. in Bantua, and they work with the town camp artists. There's also the artists from Yaranji Altair, and they've created a body of work based around an artist, Kumajai Wheeler, who passed away earlier last year and she was talking about the olden days and the days of of when animals and plants were, were different and they were bigger and so looking at Palm Valley and Andaria, Hermansburg, out from Alice Springs and that region where her family were all from. So her painting on the wall shows, you know, the bright colours and it's it's a really vibrant, dynamic work. And then what they did was work with younger people at the art centre to make ceramic forms referencing that notion. And then they've also made soft sculptures that you can see there's that kinetic, the echidna that's moving around and it's larger than life. So they make them by recycling blankets, wool blankets that they dye using natural dyes and then they embellish them with embroidery thread to bring them to life and yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, they made a huge number of sculptures for that project and in the early conversations about the installation, um, the art centre managers, Ruth and Sophie, both talked about creating a kind of stage environment, so to really create that sense of a landscape and all the animals coming together and having a backdrop. So um, that's kind of behind that thinking of having that shared plinth space and the ceramics could kind of sit um, on and behind that scene and create a bit of an environment for the, the characters to thrive. Yeah. And also in that room is the film Two Girls, uh, which is such a beautiful story and it's only four and a half minutes long, so if you haven't watched it yet, um, do yourself a favour. It's just gorgeous. And Sally M. Nungalamolda is a painter and she's one of the artists that you can hear speaking um, so you can see her paintings are animated. And then um, Marlene Rabuncha has made the soft sculptures and they've also been animated, telling the story of them as young girls knowing each other when they were brought up on a mission station mm. and then going through their life. Um, then in the next room is the work of Judith Pungada Inkamala and the series of ceramic forms, beautiful pots that she's um, created, hand-built, and then uh, painted onto the surface of them. And it's the story of her life. Mm. And her mum always said to her, you know, one day you've really got to tell the story of your life, Judith. 
It's um, incredible. She went, has travelled the world singing with the Hermansburg Choir and she's been a ceramicist at the pottery at Hermansburg for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this body of work has taken a couple of years for her to produce and she was producing right up until the last minute. Mm -hmm. We had to save a spot for the very last pot. Um, because she said, no, I'm nearly finished. And so it had a special delivery from, from the art centre um, of Hermansburg, which is also, you know, out from Alice Springs. Mm. Um, but read the labels, read the titles. You know, the first work is uh, Baby with Mother. Because mm. it's, it's her story. It's not Mother with Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really lovely just seeing the... Um, the kind of linear chronology of Judith's life, starting with that moment of her as a child in the community and then stepping through to her experiences in the Hermansburg Choir and observing the town life and, yeah, just the in-the-round paintings of those stories and the pots are just really exquisite. So, And the labels do, do share a lot of those um, kind of snapshots of her life. So it's just a great body of work to spend time with, but really... Um, creating a sense of that moving through time was the decision to create a kind of line that you could kind of move through and um, step through her life story, which is a really incredible one. Yeah. And then Katie Ngalgood, who's from... She works out of Spinifex Hill Studio, which is in Southport Headland um, in Western Australia in the Pilbara region, and she paints the birds. She talks about no clocks, only birds. They wake her up in the morning. They're her friends. And every single bird is full of character and life. And so, yeah, that, that's a body of work that she, she, she wanted to paint for us as, as a way to celebrate her, like, a whole selection of works as opposed to just one or two. And um, she's also done a little yarn which is with the ABC Kids program mm. with Rudy Bremer. So that's been really, um, that's a really fun, beautiful story if you want to have a listen on the ABC app. But it's also on our website. The Tarnandi website on the Art Gallery website has a lot of information, a lot of the talks um, that we give, as well as these extra moments like the little yarns. So if you want to have you know, a bit of an explore and a bit of a listen, it's a really good way of learning a bit more about the projects. And maybe just before we move on to the next work, um, just talking about the, the colour of the wall in behind Tang and Yaranji's installation and also behind Nyangula, Katie Nowgood's work. So um, Nikki was, you know, chatting with me one day and we were talking about all the paint colours and while we've kept it, you know, largely in this kind of blackberry tone for the works to really pop out, um, we kind of knew that a really bright colour behind Katie's work would... Really, be really fun for those flocks of birds and we couldn't find the right colour blue like looking through all the paint samples from different paint companies there just wasn't a kind of warm soft blue in their selection and we were like what colour are we looking for and then one day Nikki came with a photo on her phone of um, the Mapantua sky um, from Alice Springs so this beautiful um, blue tone came from um, colour swatching from that image and that's when we found the colour we were after and got it mixed up. So just having that photo as a reference was how we arrived at that colour wall so that it could really tie in all the artists in the room and their, um, you know, time spent in Central Australia. So that's, that's how we came to that decision there. <laughs> it was funny, not one of the swatches was anywhere near the colour of that blue sky. All the blues and all the, you know, all these 
masses of swatches that we were going through. So yep. that app is a real little beauty. Oh yeah, Dulux colour app, just a little product placement. <laughs> and, you can, no. and you can choose colour from any photograph, like you just use it and it, you can make colour. Yeah. You don't have to go with the swatches. <laughs> most fun. <laughs> we find it fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next body of work is the artists from Wuramanu or Balgo and these artists live, it's a very, very long way from, from all of us. It's <laughs> 15 hours northwest of Alice Springs by road and they did a project, so last, no, the year before last, was their 35th anniversary of their arts art centre, mm -hmm. um, the Balgo artists, and they applied for some funding so that they could go back out to the main site where their stories come from, which is Wilkinkara, and it's a big, massive salt lake system, which is another six and a half hours from where they live. Mm -hmm. So there are family members that had never had a chance to go to this site, but all of their life they've been learning about the cultural connection that they have with the place. And so this was a chance for them to revisit and there's a film that they made and then there's a whole body of work that they've painted. So all of the family members involved in that journey have paintings in that room. And then also in the vestibule when you come in off of North Terrace are the larger scale works that, that these artists have also painted. So that's a way for you to be able to um, yeah, see the larger workers to go in there. And then Bulgai Wayalta in the next room is a Kadajara artist from, she works out of Martu Mili artists in the Pilbara also. The art centre is based in Newman, but she lives out at Gunawarachi, which is well 25 on the Canning stock route. And so that is a a stock route that was set up in the early 1900s that goes all the way from Waluna up to Halls Creek. And she is painting about the site where she was born, um, Wantilly, which is a clay pan. And the body of work, it's a series of 13 paintings? Oh, 15. 15. Yep. I always get that wrong. Um, 15 paintings that play out across the wall. It's the most beautiful display. You feel really... I feel really immersed. I feel like I'm there with her. And she's talking about the, the, the importance of that site. It's a really important initiation site. And her walking with family through that country. So through all of the different terrain, you kind of get that sense through those paintings. Yeah, and it was really um, beautiful watching uh, Nikki, Lisa and Gloria install the works in that space. Um, and they had a lot of fun, I think, just stepping back and seeing everyone place them together and finding those connections of the movement of the, the clay pan kind of um, beautiful brush, um, not sure what the right word is, but the kind of splodging of paint across the canvas and finding those connection points across all the works to create a really beautiful room of serenity and movement at the same time. And we've just had a lot of feedback from visitors that it's a space that people go when they need a quiet moment and also staff as well um, being immersed by those works. So, yeah, I think pulling them all together into that corner so it reads as one um, beautiful landscape, yeah, was just really enjoyable to watch the hang happen. Yeah. 
And then the next room is Elizabeth Yanyi Close, who's a Pitanjara artist from South Australia. She lives here in Adelaide. And this, for her, was a real shift in her practice. She did a mentorship with Carla Dickens, a Wiradjuri artist, through the Catapult program through Guildhouse. So she was able to learn and, and you know, spend time with Carla and, and just experience Carla, um, Carla's ideas. And she wanted to really... She's an artist who's painted really large-scale murals mm -hmm. up to, like, eight, nine storeys, um, nine or, you know, storey buildings. And so this was a shift for her and her practice out of painting into more sculptural work. Mm. And I think um, it was really nice to see that because Carla Dickens' practice works with so many found objects and collections, seeing Liz shift into that space and test out this new way of working and pulling in the found car bonnets and grills and seeing that, that kind of um, collaboration that happens over a mentorship and seeing the cross-pollination of two practices. Um, and I think it, yeah, it really kind of came out through this project. Yeah. Then we have the work of Denise Brady. So she's got three paintings, which she's a Pitanjara artist but lives in, um, in Jukala community and paints um, there through that art centre. And she wanted to tell her stories of, they're really feelings and emotions her paintings are reflective of. And so you can see in the text on the walls, but also you can hear her speaking about those feelings through a directional speaker in the room. So when you're looking at her work, she wanted you to, to hear her voice. That's why that's um, played out that way in that space. Mm. Then the next room are the artists from Julawalu Art Group in Roburn community, also in the Pilbara. And they have made the moving image work with a ceremony. So it's all about a ceremony that has never um, been enacted by this generation of people. It, probably hasn't happened for more than 100 years. And so they wanted to go out to their homeland to Ngunnawara and present this idea. So collectively, 60 community members worked on that project. They carved the masks and the janjan, the dancing sticks, and then had the, the lead singer, um, the songman, Michael, did the, the performative work and then the artists got involved, the younger men did the, the dancing. So it was good to have three of the younger generation um, men come and speak at the Bumper Bambalia mm. um, the day after that, that we launched, which is a, the Ghana word for conference um, that we had here at the gallery. Mm. And then as you come out into this space, I'll just briefly talk about Ray Majandi, who's the youngest artist in Tarnandi. He's 23 years old and he's been Working on a creative project since he was a teenager, he has been in and out of hospital, so he's had people supporting him to get better, you know, through art. Um, his focus has been... So he's been able to learn about doing series of works and not just doing one-off things but bringing together story. So he's created Black Speed um, and you can see the, the paintings on Bach are empowering Black Speed. They're giving him his power. And that's the quote on the wall. And then alongside that is the work of Kumanara Dodd. Um, Kumanara passed away a couple of months before we launched mm. Tanandi. She'd completed the work. But that's the large-scale sculptural work that's made from recycling the fencing wire 
that was used, the fences that were used uh, on the stations in and around the Mimili community, which is where she's from in the APY lands. And her husband built those fences and now is, you know, was helping her to make them into sculptural forms that she then bound with their wool. So recycled wool and then also some newer wool and wanted to make it, she wanted to make something more ambitious than the smaller works that she started shaping and thought about the Wiltshire, so the shelters that Arnangul Aboriginal people on the APY lands would build to shelter from the heat, from the wind, from the rain. And, and so that's what that shape is, that large scale form is in the shape of a Wiltshire, a shelter. Yeah, I think um, the way that work arrived, because it's such a large-scale work, it came in nine discrete boxes and with these beautifully made pins so they could just slot into the wall. So we actually thought it would be really difficult work to install based on the kind of configuration of all the pieces and how they overlap. But um, the way they arrived to us, it was just like a jigsaw puzzle and the install team, Dan and Noel, worked on that one and it went up so quickly. We were so like, oh, this was really beautifully packaged and delivered, so it made it a very easy process for everyone, um, even though it could have been quite difficult because of the weight of the wall on that fencing wire and how it might pull down over time. We just weren't sure of those factors with the work. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a really large-scale work and probably the largest work in the show so but yeah it's a great entrance point and also um sitting in dialogue with Jack and News work as well they hold off against each other really well I think yeah mm. and then upstairs in the atrium we've got the work of the Spinifex artists um Spinifex arts project um where they're telling stories about the Wanampi so out on their country Junjunjara um these are Pitanjara people who were relocated from their lands during the atomic bomb testing in the 1950s um, from out of South Australia into Western Australia they were taken and so it's still Pitanjara country even though there's a border in between um, but they have um, been making work to really that particular body of work is about the the Wanampi but in the past they've been making work that that talks about their connection to country and um, has helped them in their native title case. So really important artists. The young people came from the school in Junjunjara, which is about 14 hours from Adelaide. Um, it's a, it, right into Western Australia and they drove to be able to come and see the artists from where they lived. So that would have been, you know, the little children, it would have been fantastic for them and it will really, you know, help them, I think, in the future to know that, you know, that's, they saw their, their elders and their work here at the gallery and they came along to Timo Hogan's talk as well. Yeah, it was great having so many school kids come to the gallery. The education team did a really beautiful job creating all those in-reach opportunities for schools across the country to come and visit Tarnandi and, yeah, it was just a really special part of the opening weekend. I think we may be at time, <laughs> just looking at Isabel's face. <laughs> but um, maybe we'll just mention that this Saturday there's a closing weekend event for Tarnandi, so there's some outcomes from the writing program that Nikki and Sam, the producer of Tarnandi, developed at 11 o'clock on Saturday and then followed by some live music and then a panel discussion with the Tarnandi team um, 
in Bugai's space downstairs and then followed by a performance at 6pm at APY Gallery as well as one of our partner projects. So there's a big day ahead if you'd like to celebrate the end of the show with us. Thanks for coming. Thank Love you. <laughs>